What up, people? Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Smackdown on a Wednesday. It's August 11th. Hard Knocks is back, so football is finally here, it feels like. And my Dallas Cowboys featured, you can't go wrong, right? we got to cram this team down to America's throat. Um, joining me tonight on this redraft Q&A, to- focusing on 2021, live here on YouTube, we got the co-host of the Fantasy Football Smackdown, my partner in time, the excellence of execution, Jake Rip. What up, Jake? Long time no see. Yeah, been a while, man. I got to tell you, I'm very grateful, by the way, that you're the one hosting these shows because I got to... I got to really struggle to get that extra pep in my step. 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's past my bedtime over here. So uh, thank you very much, Kyle Monday, for taking over. All right. We'll hit him with the hard questions, people. If you're on YouTube, uh, jump into the chat. We're going to be taking some questions throughout the show here. Uh, another member of the DWZ network. Uh, he is half of the, is it an unnamed re, uh, DFS show? I don't even know yet. But uh, Tyler, what up, man? How you been? <laughs> I've been good. I've been good. Yeah, I guess uh, currently it is an unnamed DFS right, show, right. but uh, the name should be rolling out here very shortly. I think it's got to come to us. You know, I feel like we, we tried to force the name here for a bit, um, but it, it hasn't come to us yet. So when the name flows, it's going to naturally happen. It's going to organically happen, and, and that's going to roll. So uh, we got the DFS uh, content coming. Also do some redraft stuff with my own website, podcast, uh, Fantasy Hot Read. So season's here, man. Stoked. Absolutely, bro. It's good to start ramping up. I mean, we've been doing this uh, for a while, but it, now that uh, preseason's kicking off, it's feeling more and more like football. And uh, an honorary DWZ member, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that tag on there. Memphis ain't here to stop me. I'm going rogue. And speaking of rogue, the rogue half of the Aussie Guys <laughs> podcast, you know him as G. Welcome back from down under. Oh, thanks. I can't believe. I'm the last to get introduced. Like, seriously, the, the, the furthest away should be the first. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Best for last. You know who says that? that, that that's not People like that me, go man. last. Yeah. <laughs> Matt, if you, if best for last is not something that works with me because as a kid, I hated vegetables. So you always like, always had the best thing first. Yeah. <laughs> and then just feed the rest of the dog. Just there drop it alongside the table. That's a good. That's a good strategy. Well, we got we got a Tyler fan in here. Uh, we had Andrew in the chat. He said, "Damn it, <laughs> he's he going to log off. He's not one of the watches show." But uh, no, I wonder why. This will be good, man. And I think Memphis, the Godfather, as I will continue to call him until that sticks. He might be jumping in here. So if you're watching live on YouTube, don't fear. Memphis will be here. Uh, but uh, can you as- can you believe he's changed his take on Joe Mixon? Matt, and that's oh, we got me and Memphis talk. We, here, huh? We're like you and me. We we talk a bit Kyle, off offline and all that. And I speak to uh, to Memphis and mate. We've had a few discussions about um, about Joe Mixon, and I can't believe that he's he's turned. You, I'm, I'm off Joe Mixon now because this will be the time that he'll he'll be. Oh, well, I can't say he's going to be no good because he's. For what he's done, he's been a bit of a bust for for fantasy players. Even though he, he does well overall, he's too scatter shot as a you know a guy you take in the top two rounds. Um, but this is a year to jump on him now. If Memphis is on, he's off. He's on him. Um, I'm hopping off. <laughs> the funny thing about Mixon is, I was just saying this is I, I always make I make fun of everyone who drafts Mixon, but the funny thing is, is I'm also drafting Mixon. So <laughs> the, the the joke the joke's on me this year. I'm, I'm in this year. Uh, I've been out all the other years, but I guess I'm going to give it a shot, and uh, I'm ready to be disappointed. All right, and I'm, I'm back. I don't know if you can tell I dropped off there. My internet took a dump on me. So yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah. Uh. Are you using another appliance in your house? I love how you're calling. <laughs> this isn't looking good for our man Kyle right now. Oh, I feel, like I, gotta, I feel like I got to take the reins or something. Jake, you're up. Jake, you're up. Let's go. Should have started with you in the first place. How you ever put it in hands is beyond me. <laughs> he must have his entire house streaming right now. <laughs> Everyone's on their phones. They got Netflix going in five different rooms, but uh, it, there's no Kyle month eight right now. It's, 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 it is month eight, too, which is super sad, considering. I know. Yeah, this is really disappointing. This is supposed to be his month to shine, but uh, right now I was looking at a frozen frozen picture of Kyle. Man, I'd hate to get into his uh, his his top – there we go. There we go, Kyle. Wow. I, was, <laughs> I was about to ask these guys about their top bands without you. That would have been terrible. Oh, no, you would have been good. To, you, I mean, uh, we can take it away, kick that around the room. Sorry, that's the uh... – 
Let's yeah, kick it around the room. <laughs> and by default, we're going to kick it around the room. <laughs> Man, you can't make this stuff up. Kyle's going to hop out again. And assuming he's not going to jump in here in the next couple seconds, I guess we might as well get it started five minutes in here. Uh, Kyle had a sweet idea getting us started off. Last time we did the Q&A, uh, I think it was like your... He was asking everyone what movies we're watching, what TV shows. I recommended this sweet show, American Vandal, if you haven't checked oh, that. Oh, 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 uh, that's, a bit, that's weird. Gee, oh, man, it's super weird. It's super weird. and It's super realistic. It had me fooled, but I'm not going to say any more about it. Check it out. Highly recommended. Tyler, what do you think, man? How about getting us kicked off? We are going with our favorite bands of all time. I put some real I put some real thought into this one. Who uh, who comes to mind? Maybe maybe give me your number three. Okay, number three. No, the, the number one for me is always the most obvious. But um, I, if, if I'm going number three in this instance, it's going to be uh, the great American rock band Sticks. Um, Love them since I was a kid. You know, I I, I I catch some flack from it sometimes because apparently some old heads think it's like not like real rock music, which is Sticks. fine. I'm just talking to Google, so I know who you're talking about. Yeah, they're great. They're great. They got a lot of lot of bangers out there. But I, I, you'll see a theme with my music. I'm a big classic rock guy. I feel like I was like I should have been born in like the '60s, considering the music that I listen to. But uh, Sticks has got some bangers. I've seen them live four times. Uh, They still sound absolutely wonderful. So if I'm starting at the bottom, my third favorite band, uh, it's going to be Sticks. Right on, man. Very cool. I can't say I'm extremely familiar, to be honest with you, but uh, I, I'm definitely not hating on it. We got Kyle back, and on top of that, we we got another. We've got another guest joining us. That's exactly it. They make good music. Hey, Memphis rocking the fellas shirt. What's happening, guys? Now I was a little bit late. Had to get the house situated. But I'm uh, happy to be here. What's up there, Mr. Jake, fresh off a haircut? Oh, you know what? Thank you so much for noticing. I had probably one or two episodes with Kyle before he finally pointed it out, before we jumped on today, that I got a haircut. I think someone else might have hey, pointed hey, it out to him. But I, I know we're co-hosts, but I it mean, looks we're not like married, you bro. stopped believing. <laughs> yeah. You're no longer a believer. <laughs> oh, damn. Memphis from the top. How, how are you going to give up one of my top three favorite bands that early, Memphis? Come on. <laughs> All right, uh, Jake. I'll let you read. I'll let you just uh, take this because I keep cutting in and out. So I'll let you start us off here and keep rolling through this. <laughs> All right. Well, Tyler just gave us one of his three favorite bands, and I guess I'll just jump in, give you one of mine. Uh, this one's kind of my softball answer, I suppose. Um, I'm I'm going with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I think that this is a band that a lot of people are on board with. Like, I uh, I work in the trades myself, so a lot of times I'm throwing my music on uh, on Bluetooth on a speaker. And I got to pick something that's gonna uh, be liked among the masses. So you know, uh, not everyone loves country music, not everyone loves hip hop, but I feel like everyone can get down with a little Danny California, a little Californication. Know what I'm saying? Uh, I like this I can, band. I can get behind Flea. that. Flea has to be the. Mm, I'm not gonna say the greatest bass player of all time because. Uh, my uh, my second favorite band has a better bass player, but Flea's a freaking Bonnie Nose, man. Bonnie Nose. I'm sorry? Born in Stripe. Oh, no kidding. Uh, fun fact. I did not know that. G That's coming it. in with the information. Flea born in Australia. But, uh, I hope I'm right. I think I'm right. Uh, well, no, <laughs> one's, no, right. One, no one's watching or listening, so we're all good. We're all good. Just us. All right. G's just making stuff up now, but <laughs> that doesn't change my answer, man. I love it, man. Just that funky sound. Uh, yeah, I can't complain about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Uh, Kyle, why don't you go ahead, man? Uh, are we starting from the bottom? Is that what, is yeah, that, I, I mean, yeah, that's what I told Tyler. Go I, with I number like, three. Started yeah, from like, the bottom. Now we're here. I hope. <laughs> almost, I, we're almost here. Kyle's struggling with being here, but we're working. That on is it. true. That is true. My internet is uh, is struggling. That hamster needs to wake the hell up. Uh, my I, like my top two are always solid, uh, but my third one kind of rotates between whatever I'm really listening to at the time. So the band I've been listening to uh, kind of frequently as of late uh, has been No FX, uh, which is an oldie, but a goodie. Uh, I like punk music, so No FX is usually a staple, but I've been kind of cranking through that on uh, Spotify recently. So I'll go I'll go with that. But uh, yeah, that, that third spot's usually a rotation here. And then we got Jerry coming through in the chat. He said, can confirm G is not make is not full of shit. So that's good. Um, but uh <laughs> Born in Melbourne. He was. He was. So he's right there with you. 
so there is a chance of escape in this country. That that is that is not true. not at the moment, but there was. <laughs> Should have taken the opportunity. G, you got you got one for us. You giving us uh, uh, yeah. The, the music's a bit of a weird thing um, because as you go through you know different changes, you know your, your taste of everything changes, and music does as well. But probably probably number three for me would probably be. Uh, some people don't like them because they're sort of commercial punk, um, and that's Green Day. I, I just the earlier albums uh, are Duke, great. Dookie's great. Yeah, um, great sound. Uh, it's not that I listen to them a lot, but they're sort of a go-to when I want to listen to like a, a group of a band. You know, like a, a, an album. I'll listen to their album uh, and two more coming up. Um, absolutely, seen them twice in concert. Uh, lucky enough. At, Top, top two of my concerts I've seen. Just absolutely fantastic. Just rock the whole show. Don't stop. Get the crowd involved. Um, they sound as good live as they do in the studio. That's awesome. Hey, that's good call. Definitely very solid. Memphis, why don't you give us uh, give us uh, give us two of yours? Give us three and two, and we'll kick it around the room. Memphis. I'll just I'll just come a little bit. Of, I think we're breaking copyright law, oh, but it's uh, playing an audio. Little uh, little audio slave. Actually, anything with Chris Cornell would would yeah. be three. Soundgarden, Audio Slave, uh, Temple of the Dog. I mean, I, I liked all of his stuff. Even his solo stuff was very good. And then I like Aaron Lewis, who is part of Stained. I like his solo stuff a little bit more than Stained. But what I really enjoy with Aaron Lewis are his covers. If you just search on YouTube, Aaron Lewis cover songs. That's how he got his break in music. He used to just play covers in bars in the Boston area. And I feel like he's one of those guys that if he does your song, it's no longer his, it's no longer your song. It's his song. He has uh, a bunch of great covers out there. He's a good artist. So uh, I'll go back to back Chris Cornell and Aaron Lewis. All right. Awesome. Tyler, back to you. Uh, am I going two? Yeah, let's go with two. Yeah. Number two is going to be Fleetwood Mac. Loved them my whole life. Along with sticks. Like they've just got so many. Are, are you the guy here. from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy? I could be. I could be, which is actually, you know what's hilarious here, is my number one is Electric Light Orchestra. I'm in the Electric Light Orchestra yes. uh, division. In the ELO. Um, the ELO is my favorite band. I've also seen ELO, I think, three times, four times now. Um, they went back on tours like, right before the pandemic, and uh, ELO has always been my favorite band. Um, fun fact, my son's initials are ELO. Um, I mean, it only works because my last name starts with O. But... <laughs> I st- we still did it. We still did it. Yellow is, to me, the greatest band on earth. Jeff Lynn is one of the best singer-songwriters of all time, best producers. So Yellow uh, and Fleetwood Mac would be rounding up my top two. Awesome. Uh, Jake, let's get your uh, number two, number one. We'll keep this thing rolling. Yeah. Uh, G Green Day is a fantastic rock trio. I'm going to see them here in a couple weeks on the Hella Mega Tour in uh, Pittsburgh. But they are not the greatest rock trio of all time. That would be Rush. Uh, I, I, dude, I don't know. It's just one of those bands. Yeah, my, my dad was always into Rush. Um, it, I, it, I think it's just the coolest thing how you get like the, this is the guy I'm calling the greatest bass player of all time in Getty Lee uh, with arguably the greatest drummer of all time in Neil Peart. And then Alex Lifeson on guitar is uh, no slouch at all. Like it's crazy that that guy would get overlooked. But uh, just the, the talent in that group is just off the charts um one of my favorite live music videos on youtube is them performing in what is it somewhere in uh, rock in rio in brazil uh they're performing yyz just a just a jam song no lyrics and it's just a sea of people jumping up and down just absolutely insane uh yeah man i, I love these guys just a ridiculous skill set it's a group of guys that understands music on a level that i will never be able to understand in a billion years as a Scott Fishbowl division that I'm in this year. Oh, the very nice. there you go. Yeah. We have a connection, Jack. Perfect. <laughs> very, a very slim one. Uh, <laughs> All right. Jake, yeah, did you give us your number one? Nonetheless. <laughs> Jake, did you give us your one? Oh, no, I didn't. I never. Well, you know what? I gave you this answer already. I can't remember what show you asked me on. It was like, it was like at least a couple weeks ago or something, but. uh. The first band that came to my head was Motley Crue. It's just another one of those bands that I got to credit my dad with. And uh, Tyler, the first band that you mentioned, uh, Sticks, you said something along the lines of like you catch some flack because of like the uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. something or other. I, I mean, I get that with Motley Crue, I guess. And um, 
and, and you know they they get as far as being musically talented maybe they're all not you know Nikki Six isn't in the top 20 bassist of all time probably Tommy Lee's solid say what you will about uh, uh Vince Neil McMurray Vince Neil's pretty solid these days around the midsection especially oh my god he's so <laughs> yeah. bad have you seen his live stuff lately it is <laughs> the most just... pathetic thing I've ever seen in my life <laughs> yeah he can't even keep, catch his breath pacing back and forth on stage it's terrible. sad man terrible. it's bad they uh because their, their live shows used to be so epic and they, I guess they still kind of are I saw um and th- th- that's another band I have tickets to go see next year on what is I guess going to be their what I suppose is going to be their farewell tour even though uh I think they did that already like I remember I watched videos of them performing in uh, Los Angeles was supposed to be their last show ever. Like, I wonder what people paid for those tickets. Uh, and now they're going out on a whole nother tour again. But uh, I'll take the bargain price on the second farewell tour. Mate, kickstart my heart is the if you don't have it on like your pump up group of songs, yeah. you're doing something seriously wrong. <laughs> Did any of you guys see the dirt? Uh, the movie they put yeah, on, yeah, yeah, of course, mate. This, the opening scene in the when they're having the parties is sensational. Now, if you think the movie's graphic, tell me this, G. Have you read the book? No, I haven't read the book. Oh, my, the movie's never going to be as graphic as what real life uh-huh. is. I, I don't think because you, if you made an X, you're cutting out a fair bit of the population. Yeah, the 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 movie is extremely graphic. You brought up that opening scene. We'll just leave it at that and let the listeners yeah. check out the rest of it. But the dirt, the book is some of the gnarliest shit I've ever read, and pro- actually, I mean, probably my favorite book of all time, if I'm being honest. At least as far as like rock star uh, biographies. But I'm taking too much time up here. Motley Crue, Rush. All right, G, hit us up with your top two. Top two, um, hard to divide. It was hard to divide all three into one, two, and three. But uh, the other two that I have in there is Australian band out of New South Wales. And that is Grinspoon. Um, I really think Kyle like the the sound um, with what he listens to. Um, if, if just go and give him a listen, if you you might like him, pretty heavy. Um, and the other one is Lincoln Park. Which I find is is a band that really divides a lot of people in the music industry or people that like listening to music. Yes, a new uh, divide. Sorry, a new divide. A new, yes, yeah, well, yeah. Just don't go making songs for movies. I just <laughs> you avoid that type of stuff altogether. But um, another band that I've been lucky enough to see in concert um, and will never see again, obviously, with um, with Chester leaving. Um, but that they're another band that's just just as good live as they are. Anything that they put together in a studio, if, if not better, and that's how I I'll judge a band basically by how good they sound live. To you know what a studio is, Motley Crue being the one that is my guy. <laughs> just just keep it in the studio. <laughs> nice, hey, the, solid picks, Memphis. You uh, you got what your number one for us? I think you gave us two, so you got your number one. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go super basic. It's Metallica. Saw them for the hey. first time when I was 12 years old. I've saw them over two dozen times live in concert. And uh, going again here in a, in a couple of weeks, they will be, I believe it's Louisville. And my Louisville. wife and I are Louisville. you got to say it. I think that's how you say it. It is Louisville. Louisville. No, if Louisville. I hear you say Louisville or Louisville, I'm going to slap you across the Louisville. <laughs> Louisville. Fuck out of here with your Louisville. <laughs> All right, I I dig it. Uh, I don't want to kill you. You made a great transition, and I'm just going to squash it by just throwing my two out there. My top two, my number two is MXPX, which I've been listening to like since I was like probably ten years old, and they are freaking awesome. Uh, they're a punk band too, and then my number one is The Offspring, uh, which I'm pretty sure I just kicked the drummer out. Yeah, somebody knew that was coming. <laughs> That's awesome. What can I say, man? I know you so well. Thank you. Would have been number four, man. Would have been my fourth. There, dude. They're that. Yeah. They're always kind of my go-to, and I just don't know what to pick. I was just choose The Offspring. So, um, but uh, Memphis said he's going in a couple weeks. He's going to see Metallica in just a few days. A few of us are hitting up the Fancy Football Expo in Canton, Ohio. Memphis, I know you're going. Tyler, I believe you uh, released a press release saying that you were going to Canton yep, as well. Big press release. <laughs> yes. So uh, if anybody's going to be there, hit us up on, on Twitter. You can find Memphis, obviously, at DWZ Memphis. Tyler at FF Tyler O. And myself at Kyle Month 8. Unfortunately, Jake won't be t- partaking this year. And and G just wasn't in the area. Um, <laughs> my uh, cover is 5K from my house. We're in lockdown. <laughs> 
if you're going to be in Canton, hit us up. I uh, would love to hang out with meet some listeners. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Um, uh, want to just put a little plug out there for all the content here at the network. It's been a busy, busy week. Dallas brought some IDP rookie talk earlier with the rundown uh, that dropped in the feed, I believe Sunday night, Monday morning. So uh, definitely good stuff there. I got about halfway through that one. I'm in a few IDP leagues. It's def- it's uh, been very informative, hard stuff to find. Uh, so a little IDPs on the rookie rundown. Uh, Jake and I on the SmackDown did our 32 and 32 covering the uh, covering the running back position. So we buzzed through that pretty well. Uh, and then uh, Memphis and Jerry covered the NFC North on their Dynasty Divisional breakdown. So uh, a lot of fun stuff going on here. Wanted to have a little bit of fun at the top, uh, talking just some random stuff, getting to meet these guys a little bit more. But let's just roll into some fantasy questions. I got three from Twitter, but if you're on the YouTube Live, you get priority. So we're going to jump right into that and of course the man who's always here big supporter of the show andrew's coming in through with uh who's your pick to uh to underperform out of the rookie quarterbacks a lot of hype right now around guys you know trey lance uh i am somebody that's highly invested now in justin fields after this last weekend so uh who wants to take this one first who's an underperformer from the rookie qbs who you guys got and if I do, if I do this a bit every time, Andrews, it's not to any you blokes. Just heads up. Just so Thanks for clarifying. Yeah, it's getting itchy. I, I can, I can jump in. Yeah, it's doing. Um, yeah, I, I think it's gonna be Trevor Lawrence. You know, I, I think we're talking dynasty asset. I'm in on Trevor Lawrence. Not necessarily there with the Jaguars this year. I think the offensive line for the Jaguars not great at all. Um, not great at all. I just don't think they're gonna be very good. Don't necessarily like the weapons as much. I know they got Etienne there, DJ Chark. Like, he's got a plate in his finger. I like Marvin Jones, LaVisca Chanel. It's just, you know, he can run, but he can't, in my opinion, run as much as Fields. Can't run as much as Lance. I mean, it's really a toss-up for me between, like, Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. And I think Wilson might have been the easier choice for me to take. But, um, you know, Wilson's – I guess Wilson's not really a guy that's even on my, like, redraft, redraft radar, right? He's not even a guy that I'm, like, considering as, like, in my one QB leagues. But I believe the ADP with, with Trevor Lawrence would say that there are individuals out there that are going to be taking Trevor Lawrence in their one QB leagues. Um, but he, he's just not the guy for me. So, you know, but I think there's O-line concerns there. I think, um, you know, there's slight weapon concerns there. And it's the Jags. I don't believe in Urban Meyer. I think that might be the biggest thing for me is Urban Meyer is just really not my guy. And, um, you know, Daryl Bevel, OC, came from the Lions. Don't necessarily love him as well. There's just not a lot for me to necessarily like about him. I think he's going to be solid QB down the road. I just see some rookie uh, woes coming Trevor Lawrence's way. I got him ranked well below uh, his ADP. I think I have him around like QB like 20, QB 21. Um, if I, I don't have his ADP in front of me, but I assume it's it's above that. So yeah, QB, Trevor, four, QB 14 yeah. right now off the board on yeah. Fantasy Pros. Yeah, so exactly. So in terms of who's underperforming the ADP, it's absolutely Trevor Lawrence for me. Yeah, I'll throw out just for, for reference too. Uh, mentioned Lawrence is QB 14 off the board. ADP shown right now. Fields is QB 19 off the board. Lance is 21. And obviously I'd rather have else. both. I'd rather yeah. have both. Yeah. It, it's definitely a value. How, 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 how is it though? How, how is it Todd, that a guy that's shown more than any of the other quarterbacks that are available, mm-hmm. that he's the one guy that you're not taking? And, mate, what's Trey Lance played? What is it like one or two games in two seasons and one was basically an exhibition game? Yeah, and I people are talking him up as the next coming. Uh, I'd rather take Justin Fields over Trey Lance. That's fair. Um, that's fair. But I just is it is it because he's like a ready QB Trevor Lawrence, and that's what we think. So we'd rather go towards like these, I don't know, like the more upside sort of guys instead yeah. of just getting the guy that's going to be probably solid. possibly the best, yeah, the most solid out of all the guys that are coming out this year's class. Yeah, I think there's a bit to it there. You know, I'm, I, you know, I'm definitely shooting for upside at the quarterback position in redraft. I think that's going to be the rushing upside. I mean, at this point in time, I think it's well documented that like that's what we're looking for. And I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence like he's, you know, he could easily rush for 300 yards. Like I think that's possible. You know, I just definitely uh, like the odds of Fields or Lance rushing for more. And I get that. You know, there's there's probably a better chance that Trey Lance falls flat on his face, right? Like that that is more likely than Trevor Lawrence. But if we're just talking like you know the redraft, you know, one year. Got one QB flying in there. And the end of the day, like, I'm going to shoot my shot and try to take a guy that I think has a bit higher upside. And to me, Fields and Trey Lance have a bit higher upside than Trevor Lawrence. So, I mean, um, in terms of, like, there's just the, when we're also talking about ADP, it's like that. I think that 14 ADP is, is he will underperform that. So, 
That's, that's kind of where I'm coming from. I also believe in Shanahan a bit more. I know we can get to the Bears. I don't want to hit on the Bears too much here. But I also just believe in the 49ers and what they're doing, and I think he's going to get a lot of rushing opportunities there. And there's a lot of unknowns, but in the end of the day, um, you know, I'll shoot my shot at Lansing Fields before I go Trevor Lawrence. Memphis? Uh, for me, it's Zach Wilson. I mean, he's a member of the Jets for the love of God. And, 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 think, and just think about, his, think about his division, okay? Plays Bill Belichick twice a year, been known to beat up on a rookie quarterback or two. He has one of the best young defensive coaches in his league in Sean McDermott in Buffalo Bills. He then has one of the other, probably the second most up-and-coming young defensive-minded head coaches in the league in um, Flores down in Miami. So there are six games in his division he's going to get the dog shit kicked out of him. Now Denzel Mims has looked like trash. Elijah Moore we all like. He's going to be a rookie. Corey Davis is just kind of a dude at this point. First, first year offensive coordinator, even though he did have a cup of coffee with uh, Sean McVay once. There's a lot to, there, there's a lot to like long term for the Jets, but short term in 2021. I'm just looking to avoid that offense at all costs. Uh, maybe you wind up with either Ty Johnson or Michael Carter as like a rotational RB3-4, but the rest of the Jets, I'm just fading at all costs in 2021. Jake, anything uh, anything to add on the about this rookie QB discussion here? Anybody that you're uh, looking to avoid, maybe even in Superflex? Not really. I thought uh, Zach Wilson's name was going to come up first there, but maybe it's how Andrew worded that saying. Who's your pick to underperform? I was looking. I was thinking ADP. That was my yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Who to underperform out of the rookie class? Because if that's the case, then you can very well see how Trevor Lawrence would be underperforming. But Zach Wilson's much ADP, lower right now. Twenty eight. Like right, right. Yeah. So so. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is 14. Sorry, Kyle. Who, who are the quarterbacks that are around that area on the ADP at the moment? Yeah, so, so uh, real quick. So for ADP, just among quarterbacks, not the rookies. So Jalen Hurts at 12, Joe Burrow 13, then Lawrence. <laughs> then after him, uh, you got Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, and then Deshaun Watson. So obviously, you know, take that for what it's worth. But those are the quarterbacks that are going right now around that range. Kirk Cousins so, is 18. Kirk, Kirk Cousins yeah. is 18. That's wild. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. I'll take Kirk. Yeah, for redraft, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, and Cousins' uh, schedule to start the year, too, is freaking crazy. So if you're getting Cousins as QB 18, you just roll with that. You can. I talked about this on the QB show. Like One of my goals going into some redrafts this year is I'm going to take Kirk Cousins or Sam Darnold, who have two freaking amazing starts to the year, like unbelievable schedules. And I'm going to pair them with a Justin Fields or Trey Lance. I want Fields because I think he's going to legitimately start in week two. Um, but, and just take the upside there. And if it, you know, if it doesn't pan out, you know, I'm still going to ride Cousins for, you know, four weeks or whatever. So um, that's, that's the plan right now in one QB leagues. But uh, this is definitely going to be an interesting quarterback class to watch, especially when all of us who play so much Dynasty too have invested so much in these guys. They were clear top three picks pretty much in Superflex, maybe tight end premium. You switched it up with Pitts. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy offseason. We've been talking about these guys forever. And, really, so we're just, just looking at two of them as starters <laughs> out of the game. So just, just in Dynasty, just for, quickly before we move on to the next question, who did we take – as our quarterback out of these rookie class in the dynasty when we had the opportunity to take one at, at the 101 i had it i had the situation one draft i took lawrence because i just yeah, so he's, right. he's the yep. safest i know the upside was probably the too. other guys but Memphis shaking his head no does a lot when he's it's, it's, that's, it's that's trevor lawrence. lawrence and it's so far trevor lawrence that it couldn't not be trevor lawrence yeah. now if, if you're going with the biggest swing in the class it's Trey Lance, his range of outcomes is anywhere from Patrick Mahomes to Robert Griffin III, and I lean more toward the Patrick Mahomes side. I think I think so. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Someone has to bust in this draft class. You can't. I, I, my, my. We'll call it the busto meter. The least likely to bust is Trevor Lawrence. The second least likely to bust is Trey Lance. The third least likeliest to bust is Mac Jones. The fourth least likeliest or the fourth most likely to bust whatever we're going up, more bustability is Justin Fields, and the most likely to bust is Zach Wilson. And it's not close. So I disagree on the field. I disagree on the field. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So hold on, hold on. I'm so sick to death of this narrative on Justin Fields. The Bears are one of the worst ran franchises in the fucking NFL, and all of a sudden they pick a player we like from a university we like, and all of a sudden it's ass pats and well, great job, some bitches. All it, 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 it makes so we're taking the word of Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, who drafted Mitch Trubisky 
over Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, all of a sudden, the blind dog found the warm spot on the sidewalk. You expect me to believe that? Well, it's it's yeah. the same thing with the Bengals. Oh, they yeah, drafted Jamar Chase. They, 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 you have a track record of piss-poor results, and all of a sudden you drafted a player we all liked in college. So all of a sudden you got it right. Congratulations. No, prove to me you got it right first. I think that I think that's a, a good point. That's why I was taking Lance ahead of Fields a lot of times too is because when you're looking at this, we've seen quarterbacks in, in these regime changes where you know they just they move on. There is no change, these guys. They, but there will be. I think my next year there is going to be a new regime there in Chicago. This is okay. their last chance they had to blow their. And load. Fields falls on his face. And Fields and, busts. Yeah. Why, I mean, why it, did why did other, so so? This is the question that no one asks. No one's um, neutral on this. No one asks why did Denver, who clearly needed a quarterback, pass on them. Yeah. Why yeah. did all these other teams pass on him? Instead, we just want to pat the organization who's fucked it up nonstop for a half a decade. We want to pat him on the back because we like Justin Fields because he was good in high school and he went to Georgia and he couldn't get it done at Georgia. So he went to Ohio State and he only plays out of the shotgun. But all of a sudden, all right, dumbasses, congratulations. I like him. So now I like you. It's it's crazy. It's just fucking Looney Tunes. Uh, he, he has a lot to prove. And I'm sorry. He's, and he's going to make the just to be warned. Just to be warned, he's going to make the fantasy football world go crazy because you're going to see him out there against second-string defenses, guys that are going to be selling insurance in a month, and you're going to see this elite athlete run all over the place, and we're going to blow our load in our trousers, and we're going to overdraft, and we're going to overpay for Justin Fields because he's beating up on UPS men, and then he's actually going to get to the league, and then we're going to see what happens. So just be patient. I'm That's sorry I brought this whole subject up. No. <laughs> Way to go, G. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. You're raising the right concerns. There's definitely reasons to question this. Uh, and, uh, you know, there, there's reason to get excited because we've seen before you don't need to be a damn good quarterback to be a good fantasy quarterback. We're all drafting Jalen Hurts as a first, you know, a first rounder when, I mean, that's clearly, and, and you've even mentioned it, Memphis, like that rug's being yanked in, you know, eight months. And, 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 maybe, and, oh, you know, allow me to go on another tangent. Thank you for bringing him up. All these, people in, all these people, all these people, all these people in Dynasty who's like, well, if Jalen Hurts, JG just left. If J- <laughs> no, I took if J- him out. If, 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 if Jalen Hurts, you know, if, if Philadelphia goes for a new quarterback, they're gonna, who's going to trade for Jalen Hurts? I keep hearing that. Who's trading for Jalen Hurts? Not me. Houston, I suppose. Why, well, okay. well, well, hold on. So Houston's going to have the number one overall pick. Why is it Houston taking Spencer Rattler or Sam Howell? Why the fuck would they want Jalen Hurts? They're Houston Texans. I don't know. That's a fair point. <laughs> they they, they want to. No, no one wants one to hear the ago. fair point. Everybody wants to hear grab ass and sunshine, and it ain't always grab ass and sunshine. All right. Well, that was. This has been Memphis's rants of the <laughs> evening. Uh, note, note to self: don't bring, don't bring up Jalen Hurts or uh, <laughs> Justin Fields in front of Memphis. I'm, I'm going to bring him up in person on Saturday. I'm going to be like, don't bring up people unless away. you're prepared to talk about both sides of the conversation. We're sticking with the rookies here. Uh, we got Darren, who also said uh, Expo. So he's going. <laughs> so we're looking forward to hanging out with him. Uh, he's Hell yeah, we are. Come on, let's go, bro. It's going to be fun. Um, which rookie wide receivers are you looking at in redraft and when are you comfortable pulling the trigger on them? So uh, obviously there's a, for, there's a pretty big tier break right now in ADP between a very specific rookie receiver, but there's plenty of names that we've all liked, plenty of first rounders, guys in the second round that are very interesting as well um, from this year's draft, but now we're talking redraft. So um, anybody got any strong opinions uh, on any of these rookies and, and when abouts do you feel like that you need to be pulling the trigger on these guys? What, what, what format do we play? We're playing. Are we playing God? What is it? God's rules. We're God's, playing. God's scoring. <laughs> God's scoring. God's yes, scoring. God's scoring. You don't take any wide receivers, nah. but um, we, we have PPR is generally our, our okay. standard here. Okay. PPR is fine. If you want to preface it, go ahead. You'd have to help on the hype train of Elijah Moore right now, wouldn't you? Like I know Randers is not going to because he can't stand the New York Jets and and Zach Wilson's a bust. But my God, man, that. People are going to practice to look at other players because that's their job, but they can't not watch Elijah Moore all the time. How do you not put him up? Um, Rashad Bateman's now got is injured. Jalen Waddle, haven't heard a lot about Jalen Waddle. Just he's having a, a, a good camp. Um, and look, this 
spoke about this before, but this draft class is deep. But that doesn't deep means not the amount of wide receivers that came out. I didn't think the talent pool was extraordinarily deep. Um, but I, I'd probably be looking at Elijah Moore just because of, if he's that slot guy, he's just going to get peppered. Like Chase hasn't had a good camp at all to start. Um, does it mean you know he's not going to be good in season? Well, no. But um, Burrows is having problems with his downfield throwing. It's just not on, and he admits it. I, I just, I, for me, it'd be Elijah Moore at the moment if I was to take one of the rookie wide receivers. Just, I, I think he's going to probably see the most catches out of all of them, most targets anyway. I'll, I'll throw this out just so everyone, uh, as far as Jamar Chase right now, he is going as wide receiver uh, 23, going in the fifth round. Um, a lot of these rookies, uh, Elijah Moore right now, going 56th overall at the position 130, or sorry, one, sorry, 56th among wide receivers, 138th overall so we're talking obviously outside the top 120 that's they're out there for the taking pretty much whenever you want um when you're in those double digit rounds uh any, anybody else got some names that they're looking to target from this rookie class just for redraft i could i could go to the other more uh rondell um he's free i mean it, 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 I, I see it right there in the chat that's why i said it and you're talking <laughs> about him the thing is he's going as like the wide receiver I had this up like it was something ridiculous. Don't, don't believe that guy either because I think he's trying to flog him off in a couple of hours. It's, it's, That's it's, why he's bringing him up. But he's wide receiver like 83 and ADP. So you literally can take him after your defense and kicker if you wanted to. Like you don't have to spend anything to get this guy. And like my case is simple. I won't take up too much time. Like he had a great freshman year breakout. I'm a big fan of like seeing wide receivers dominate in college early. He's had his injury issues. His size isn't perfect but he got the draft capital and he doesn't really have to surpass like many people on the depth chart. Like it's Christian Kirk, not a huge oh. fan. I'm sure he's fine. Um, you know, AJ, AJ, the, 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 the corpse of AJ green. I'm sorry if any of y'all are a big fan of him. I think it's over like Isabella. He's out. So like th- there is a path for him to be the second wide receiver on the Cardinals who I expect to have an electric offense. Um, you know, up in pace, throwing the ball a lot. I'm a fan of Kyler Murray. Um, you know, I, I just think the path to opportunity and the path to targets around them more is there if he stays healthy. You know, I don't expect him to be necessarily the high volume guy. You know, Hopkins is there. But at the same time, like, I wouldn't be shocked if we're talking about Rondell Moore as a, you know, you know, wide receiver three flex, you know, not so boomer bust, but like, you know, he's got the breakaway speed. So to me, Rondell Moore with his ADP of free um, with a path to being the wide receiver two on a great offense, like I'm there for it. Will Kyler be able to see him? You got a five foot guy throwing to a five foot guy <laughs> over over six foot seven likes. It's my favorite Twitter joke is if if the Arizona Cardinals win the Super Bowl, can Kyler Murray and Rondell Moore go on the rides? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh uh, that's really that's that's good rough. stuff, Tyler. Oh. Uh, he's hey. building Munchkin land. He's obviously a big fan of Wizard of Oz. Uh, if he wasn't I'll, free, I wouldn't be there. But there, there you go. I, I'll, hey. I'll throw out the Jamar Chase stuff. I, I think round five for him, and like even though that's definitely the most expensive by far of this rookie class, like I, I'm still fine taking the the stab at him. Like yeah, he's had a couple of negative reports out of camp. This dude is still a freaking monster, right? Cincinnati knew it. That's why they took him so early. Uh, this is an offense that's going to throw the ball over 600 times easily. There is going to be so many targets for this guy. Even if he struggles and isn't the elite talent, he's still being taken as a border, like a low end wide receiver too. He's going to see so much freaking volume. In, and even if he is 75% the player that we thought he could be, he can outperform that ADP. So I, you're not getting a steal, you know, like you could for, if you hit on one of these guys that are going uber late, but I, I still don't mind if he, if I can get him in round five, I'm pulling that trigger on, on Jamar chase, but you guys know how I feel about that. Bengals, uh, those Bengals wide receivers, I guess. So, uh, Jake, I, how about I you, man? Cannot, I cannot. Oh, good. Oh, sorry. Good, Memphis. If you're going to say, say you support I cannot, me, I, I, no, <laughs> I can't. I, I, I don't have any problem with, with Jamar Chase. And if you're one of those dumbasses who are concerned about these camp reports, try to do yourself a solid and remember the fact that he didn't play football last year. Yeah. He, he sat out. It might take a skosh, a wee bit, a pinch of timing to get himself. And don't forget his quarterback struggling. His quarterback struggling with his accuracy. So this, there's more to that story. For me, it's Amon Ross St. Brown. How, Ooh, how is it not Amon Ross St. Brown, especially in, especially in PPR? Because he's, he's competing with things known as a Cephas, and I believe the other chap's name is Tyrell Williams. He can't stay healthy. So really, if option A in the offense is Hawkinson, 
Option B is Swift. Why can't option C be Amon Ross St. Brown on a team that you know is going to be behind, that's going to be behind a good offensive line, that's going to allow routes to develop. And in PPR, I really think, I don't think he's going to be as good as Cooper Cup, but I think he's going to play that role for Jared Goff that Cooper Cup played in Los Angeles. So from a PPR standpoint, he's a guy that even as a rookie, um, now he's going dirt cheap now, but if you keep, if you continue to see the gifs and stories coming out of Lions camp, he's only going to go up. So I do really like Amon Ross St. Brown. He's not as like highly drafted or highly touted, but a name that I am a big, big fan of. Jake, you got, got anything to add here? Or did he steal your guy? Did he swoop in and, and No, 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 no. no. I, I didn't really specifically have a guy. Um, the comment I wanted to make was in regards to Jamar Chase because I know you – for the past couple of months, you've been saying like T Higgins is your guy and you haven't budged much. It's been kind of like, you know, I'm sticking with T Higgins over Jamar Chase. I'm just kind of curious if we can get a poll in the room to see where people are on that. Like I'm are, who else is anyone else going T Higgins over Jamar Chase? I'm, I'm I, I, at, at price at price. Yes. Okay. Yeah. For, I guess I should have mentioned uh, Jamar Chase wide receiver 27 and uh T. Higgins, wide receiver, 29. So, I mean, they're pretty much in the same ballpark, uh, T. Higgins, a couple of picks later. but um, If they both came out in the same draft, um, I'd probably have Jamar Chase above T. Higgins. But but they didn't, but, G. They didn't. No, but I'm saying but, but, <laughs> Damn. If, Mom, if this is the one I get when I come on, I'm, I'm not coming on again. No, but... No, I mean, like, if you compare them both coming out and if they came out at the same time and I had to stack them against each other, I would have had Jamar Chase above T. Higgins. And I, I've got T. Higgins everywhere I could get him last year. I'm a fan. But Jamar Chase is just a different breed. Yeah, that that's going to be an – and like I said, I think that this offense can support two to three guys. I mean, you know, at, at this current pace where they're going to be doing what they need to do to keep up. So, um Good stuff. I think that uh, I know. In I know, I'm in some leagues where you can, if in redraft leagues or that are keeper leagues, where you can keep guys at the uh, position you draft them. Maybe like add a round or two. Like there are there are plenty of guys that you can take super late right now um, from this rookie class and have some really good value um, even next year. But uh, let's uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, we got oh here's here's this guy here's this Jamo coming through here Jerry Sin eighty eight. Uh, <laughs> which player is getting the most uh, undeserved hype in camp in this camp season? Memphis mentioned it earlier. People are going crazy right now. All these beat reporters. You got you got guys statting out the Philly backfield. Um, luckily, he did put some clarification out there of first team, second team uh, touches and receptions because I was like, this context is unbelievable. But um, what any names that you guys are seeing, like some hype on right now where you're just like, I'm not believing that. I'm, uh, that doesn't change my mind. Hmm. So you guys are across this a lot more than I because you have it shut down your throat every week. We have to go searching for this stuff. Um, Look, I got to search for it too. I don't have this stuff no. just floating on the top of my head. Oh, I know, but it's Way just, to stump it's, just the room. It's, it's floating yeah. in the ether over there. Yeah, it's so common here. And, and it's also funny because I feel like everyone's getting hyped up. It's that time of year. It's like, yeah. you, you just like, here's this guy in shorts, you know, running around again. It was, what, did, what did Memphis say against a future insurance salesman? And uh, Twitter goes absolutely nuts. I mean, you know I, what I, guess, I could segue that into something, but I was hoping one of y'all would take it. Yeah, I, just, I, I don't want to be negative, but it's like, just trust what you know. Okay, so if you, if a guy's going into year two, year three, you know, don't go cuckoo for cocoa puffs. It's the rookies that I'm I'm really really keeping the most eye on, and like I'll give you a great example of uh you know like two truths and a lie. I'll tell you a lie that they're spinning as truth is Melvin Gordon is having his best camp ever, and Melvin Gordon is going to lead this backfield in touches. No, they're not. They're trying to get the L.A. Rams or another white, uh, running back needy team like the Falcons to take Melvin Gordon. So someone on that team whoa, is... Whoa, 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 whoa. Is, Slow up, dude. Is, okay. <laughs> Don't put okay. the Falcons in there. Come on, man, first. No, no, yeah. come on. They'll pay. He's baiting me. He's baiting me. But, I'm sorry. It was, it, was, it, was just, it, was, it was just an answer. But anytime, anytime that, that you feel like a, a player is being artificially inflated, 
then it feels like the, the team wants to move him. You know, it, it feels like the, uh, the Rondell, no, she's not Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman. He's going to miss a couple of weeks. Now, we all know in NFL speak, that means a couple of months. If you're day-to-day, you're really week-to-week. If you're week-to-week, you're month-to-month. And if you're month-to-month, you're fucking dead. So, Damn. trust nothing. But, no, I just I feel like the, the Melvin Gordon story came to mind. It's like, really? Yeah. Melvin Gordon going into, like, year seven, year eight? Best camp ever? Really? Really? No, I don't buy that for a minute. Jerry, Jerry in the chat answered his own question. Yeah. How about that for how about that for a guest? If only that guy had access to this very link to join the show. <laughs> oh man, I guess that's uh that's not gonna work out. Look I, into that, Kyle. I would say for me, like I'll just put this out there. Like I found, or I sorry, Jake turned me on to this Twitter handle that just retweets camp reports all day. Unbelievable! Like it's been just spamming the living shit out of my timeline, but. It's been good stuff, but you have to take it a grain of salt. Like when I see something, I'm like, okay, I'll kind of just tuck that away and, and we'll see. If, you know, one one day of somebody having a, a good day at camp doesn't really matter. When I'm seeing those reports, I'm looking for more like who's not practicing, right? Who who might be dinged up so I could just keep an eye out because things change so quick, right? You got Denzel Mims out there running with the twos, right? That's good things to know. Now, apparently he ate a pound of bad salmon and was puking for three years or something and lost a hundred pounds. But those are, you know, those are just things that you want to kind of tuck away because when you're looking at a, when you're looking at two guys and you know, you have a little bit more information on one, you can make a more educated guess. So, um, and that's all this really is. So that's what we're doing. We can, uh, we can move on. I got at least another questionnaire. Still got some from Twitter, so we'll keep moving. Uh, what, what we're famous in Detroit, I guess. Uh, Lions probably twenty. Um, this is obviously a little bit more. This this could be redraft or keeper focused, but obviously dynasty as well. So you guys can take this one. How many more seasons of elite production do you think we get out of Darren Waller? Uh, which of course is you know what this six months older than. George Kittle or whatever the, the number is. But um, this is a guy that is surprised his age always scares people because anyone that doesn't have a 24 next to their name is hands off. It seems like uh, depending on who you're talking to, but um, how many more elite years of production are we seeing from him? Are we, are we buying him right now and thinking we're getting a player for a while or is this uh, just a one more year and then it could be out. I don't see why it would be just one more year. I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know what Derek Carr's contract is like, but I feel like as many years as he's tied to Derek Carr is as many years as he's going to put up nice numbers. Uh, he is, what, 29 years old this year? I mean, that's not ancient as far as tight ends go, but uh, I've been an anti-Darren Waller guy, or at least I tried. That was my stance going into last season, and that Same just bro. blew up. Same that blew here, up bro. all over my face. And my whole reasoning behind that was, oh, well, they're bringing in Henry Ruggs. They're bringing in Brian Edwards, all these targets, you know. And, uh, yeah, that, that math doesn't add up. Darren Waller is – he's a beast, man. I think, he, like I said, I think as long as he's tied to Derek Carr, he's going to be just fine. Dare I say elite. Yeah, I'm counting on two. I feel three is possible. Yeah, we did nothing for the first four years, so you hardly touched the ball. <laughs> so, it, like, age-wise is, is one thing, but what his body's been put through, he, he just hasn't seen, you know, that crash and bang that tight ends sometimes get. Yeah, we saw, you know, Gronk get it straight out of the bat, you know. Um, and and let's, let's face it, no one was even on Darren Waller when he came out. No one. Oh, no one person. One, one person? person? Oh, do you one know person. who that was? Yeah, I might know who that was. <laughs> Unfortunately, his all well, his uh, podcast only actually, broadcast to the Aussies. So. Yeah, and I did actually say that he should have, but he should be a tight end, not a wide receiver, when he came out. So because he did come out as a wide receiver. Real, real. Uh, we'll do it real quick, and I got we'll hit some of these Twitter questions up in this last ten minutes or so. Uh, just one, one, an, one word answer: Kittle or Waller for twenty twenty one. Who you got? We'll go Memphis. Kittle. Kittle. Jake. Kittle. Yeah, yeah, Kittle. Tyler Waller Waller G Waller. I'm going to break the tie. I'm going to go Waller too. They're real, real close. They're in that tier, but I, I just, uh, I feel a little bit more confident in the hundred plus, uh, targets for, for, uh, Waller. They're both solid. If you need a tight end, you want one of the elites. I think you got to pay up for those three rather than add some of those other guys in there. But, um, all right, we got some Twitter questions. We'll hit these up. Uh, we got, um, uh at the ff buffalo uh he also uh was trying to get tyler to incriminate himself i think earlier but certainly um (laughs) who is a player that you are uh low on for 2021 but you would not be surprised if they finished as high as the top eight at their position so some examples he gave of his own 
rankings was Cooper Cup. He has wide receiver 18. Um, Tua, Miles Sanders. Those are some guys he kind of threw out some examples. So who are some guys that you have ranked a little bit lower, but you're like, man, they got the upside to be a top eight at their position. Anybody got anybody off the top of their head? Yeah, CeeDee Lamb. Ah! Ah! <laughs> CeeDee Lamb. That's CeeDee yes, Lamb for me. Let's go. <laughs> I mean, I don't have him ranked there, but I mean, it wouldn't oh, surprise me. I got it. I like I like the call, and Jake obviously knew that was going to be an answer, whether that, it was, was his was or gonna, mine. That was going to be yeah. my answer. I had my finger on the button, so yeah, great minds think alike. I, I I like Jake. He was ready. He was like, "Think you gonna get away with it? Not up in here! <laughs> Not up in here!" <laughs> I love it. And dude, you're talking about a guy that's getting hype, and maybe it's because I just follow too many Cowboys beat reporters. But oh my god! And dude, I don't know. We were tell, talking about this on this show. Like, get him now. You know, a month ago, that's your shot. And now that Hard Knocks is going, best of luck to you. Because when they do the CD Lamb episode, with all these freaking one-handed catches, the dude's going to go off the charts, and unfortunately. Don't show me one-handed catches, man. One-handed. Dude, don't. Hey, I'm not saying that they should be weighted, you know, as much as, but, I mean, Jesus. You've been on this thing called Twitter.com. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm hurt because G obviously didn't listen to the show from the Dynasty War Zone this, this past 24 hours. Because we said there are exactly three, count them three, three things that will raise anyone's ADP or dynasty value. Here you go. Number one, short shorts, good quads. That's number one, good for a round <laughs> ADP bump, and it adds a second to your dynasty value. Number two, number two is catching routes on air, and number three is catching one-handed balls against future insurance salesmen. 60% of the time, it works every time. <laughs> I'd probably say the one person that, not exactly long, but it's not someone I've been going out and, and trying to get, if it fell to me in the right spot, is Antonio Gibson. Is that he was good, but he, if you look at who he played and he pumped up his scores, they're crap defences. And I still, honestly, I still, I didn't know what he was when he was coming out. Um, people ask me, what do you think of myself? I, I, don't, I don't know what he is. I don't know, is he a wide receiver? Is he a running back? Um, can't say I was highly impressed by his, his tape. And he looked good last year, but he looked good against bad teams. So that, that'd be, that could easily, though, be someone um, that could finish in maybe the top eight running backs because he catches the ball out of the backfield and you know, that PPR scoring that I'm too low on. For, for me, they finally broke me. They broke me like a wild horse, and I, I'm giving – it's Joe Mixon for me. Joe, oh, I, there it is. I, I, I've, I've been they, – they, they've broken my spirit. They've broken my soul. And I, I have to say I'm still out in Dynasty, but I'm in for 2021. 20, I was listening to one of their beat reporters on a podcast, and they were talking about – we were talking about Joe Mixon – excuse me, about uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase earlier in the show, and I'm – Telling you from what this beat reporter said, don't expect the laser light show in Cincinnati with 40 pass attempts a game. They're really going to lean on Joe Mixon, especially early in the season, to allow Burrow to get his confidence back. And I was like, God damn it, you broke me. I'm in. Just like, what's that Rick and we have that Rick and Morty drop there, Jake? Son of a bitch. You, you son <laughs> of a bitch. I'm in. I don't have that one. God, <laughs> you're off the team. The thing that scares me, like, I've got a heap of Joe Mixon. And uh, I spoke before you came on, uh, Randis, about how we've had conversations just uh, between ourselves about Joe Mixon. Um, I, I get this really bad feeling about Joe Mixon that he's a very good football player and that's all he'll be. He'll just be a good football player and he knows he's good and he knows he's going to get a paycheck. And I just get the feeling that he's not never going to strive to be the ultimate running back that he can be. I always struggle hitching my wagon to a bad team, no matter how talented the player is. I have a really tough time banking on a Jet, a Texan, a Jaguar, a Bengal. I mean, it, 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 almost a lion, all, almost a bear. I mean, these are. I mean, oh I, I, I know I went on my rant earlier, and I'll try to rein my shit in. But at, at the, the the very basis of it. It's like these teams have been making horrible decisions for decades, not years, not one year. The Cincinnati Bengals, I posted their last 30 draft picks the other day on Twitter. It is the shit show, shit show. And you expect me to believe all of a sudden because Jamar Chase went to LSU and so did Joe Burrow, we like him? I'm just very, very cautious. You know, I'd much rather invest in Zeke. 
Because you know what? Dallas is a mediocre franchise. That's str- that, that, that's striving to be shitty. And maybe one day they'll be shitty. So, yeah, I just struggle hooking, hooking myself to a bad team. Oh, God. The Cowboys. Why? All right. Uh, J- Jake, you, you got anybody? No, no, I'm not gonna lie. I actually completely lost my train of thought. I don't even know what the question was. Uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll throw mine. I'll just we'll move on to the next one. Mine was mine's DeAndre Swift. Uh, I want to rank him higher, but he's on he's on the Lions. Um, but I love the receptions he had last year. Were awesome. I think that will uh, go up just a bit, even like on a per game basis. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if he was top eight. I like. There's definitely some guys I have ranked close to that top twelve where. You know, I, I would definitely not be surprised. So I, I'd probably be a little surprised if he was that high, but he's a guy that I think could have the upside there um, based off the talent, and uh, we'll see. And I love the fact that he got those passes. I hope that doesn't go away. I need 65-plus catches from Swift this year. Let's let's see it. Um, we got uh, at, at Wyatt B underscore FF. Got to love the FFs. Uh, how are you approaching the Jags wide receivers Hell yes, this is what we all know and love. The Jacksonville Jags. Just That's the, why I showed up was Jags talk. The fountain of of fantasy production. Uh they got so they got Trevor Lawrence in town. They got three names. I saw a poll that somebody on Twitter posted um asking the same question. I voted and was surprised by the results, but we got obviously Chark, Chenault, and uh the vet, old, old, old busted Marvin Jones, right? Uh, that guy busted. What? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Tyler, you obviously come on. Let's hear it. Yeah, let's hear it's Marvin it. Jones for me. Absolutely. I mean, I have yeah, Marvin so. Jones ranked ahead of DJ Chark. I had him ranked ahead of DJ Chark before DJ Chark had a freaking plate put in his finger. And in case you didn't realize that your fingers are pretty important when uh, catching footballs. Um, you know, I, I think that you know there's a slight narrative going around like a wide receiver on a new team, right? You know, he's not going to succeed. But let's be real. Like this is pretty much a new team for all the wide receivers. You know, new offensive coordinator, new coach, new quarterback. Um, the one thing that Marvin Jones has going for him is going to be Bevel. He's familiar with the system. Came from it in Detroit. He knows what's going on. He's a veteran wide receiver, and he's legitimately slept on every single year. Wide receiver 54 ADP right now. You can get him in the 12th round. I think he has a legit shot at you know being a wide receiver three for you, somebody throwing your flex. Um, it would not surprise me whatsoever if uh, the season ends and we're talking about Marvin Jones leading that team in reception touchdowns and or reception yards. I don't know if I'm bold enough to say he'll do both. But receiving yards or touchdowns, I feel very confident that Marvin Jones is going to lead receiving uh, receiving touchdowns or receiving yards this year. Dude still got it. He, he's just uh, he's a great football player that we underrate in the fantasy community every single year. He just gets it done. Um, so Marvin Jones is one of those guys that I'm definitely looking at to secure as like my wide receiver four, wide receiver five in my drafts. Um, but knowing that like you know there's a good chance that you know some weeks might be a little bit bad. It's true, but at the end of the day, I'm locking him in. I like the guy top there like as a wide receiver three. Um, on my team, I would be fine with it. Wouldn't love it, but uh, he's being slept on. I'm in on Marvin Jones Jr. Can I add a little caveat to Marvin Jones? Did it. I think in a lot of your redraft leagues, he won't even go. I don't I think he'll it. even get drafted. And I would rather, at my draft, take a swing on like, a, like an extra running back. And if that swing doesn't look like it's going to be much before the season starts, like that first week of September, I'm going to drop that running back or that rookie that I swung on, and then I'm going to pick up Marvin Jones. I don't think I'm going to draft him, but at some point, Marvin Jones is going to be on my roster. So from the Jags wide receivers, totally with Tyler. Marvin Jones in 2021, give me LaVisca in a dynasty. I want no part of baby Chark. Yeah, Chark's going wide receiver 32 right now. Uh, Chenault's going wide receiver 44, and Marvin Jones 54. So uh, you're talking about 10 slots apiece uh, as far as the gap between those guys with Jones going you know, 20, 20 spots just among the receivers behind Chark and that's uh I think that that's definitely closed up because I think Chark's even scooted back a few spots in ADP so uh Jake I, I know you're a big Jags wide receiver guy I mean I know it so everyone knows it you got it you got a fave yeah I don't have a super hot personal take from this one but I I did see something via Twitter from a Jags beat reporter that says from the way he's viewing training camp it looks like the pecking order is Marvin Jones LaVisca Chenault DJ Chark. And he followed that up by saying the way that he thinks the Jaguars coaching staff is viewing it is DJ Chark, LaVisca Chenault, Marvin Jones. So again, we're going to take that with a grain of salt coming from a Jaguars beat reporter. But either way, it looks like both takes are coming up with uh, LaVisca being the second guy in that offense. It's just a matter of 
uh, who's going to get the majority of the targets. And I think whoever that guy is is going to end up being a, a uh, you know a fantasy asset week in and week out. But beyond that, I don't even know uh, you know how valuable is the second receiver going to be in this Jaguars offense, especially if Travis Etienne is going to care is going to command X amount of targets. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, not the not the most exciting wide receiver trios, I suppose. Uh, I saw that same report. The guy said that, that I think he put number four. He said the coaching staff used the number four receiver. I think he said Philip Dorsett. And I was like, Ooh. that guy is still in this damn league. There's there's a sleeper um, for you. I mean, my God. Um, gee, I know you're on Marvin Jones because he's an old dude, right? Oh, well, I've owned Marvin Jones in redraft plenty of times because he's just that, he's, he's that guy. He's like, like Tyler said, he's, he's your fifth wide receiver. But I agree with uh, Randis take as well. I, I like mm-hmm. to play with all the kids in the playground and play nicely, unlike Memphis does. You know, I'll, I'll back him. Um, because I'd rather take if, – if I've already got four wide receivers, I'd rather go and get running backs just because of the position. But I could easily see this whole entire Jags um, wide receiving court being what the Pittsburgh Steelers were last year, and none of them went over a 1,000 yards. You know, you're going to have guys – you know, 700, 600, 800. Um, I think maybe Deontay Johnson was probably the highest. He, he was maybe a bit of change under a 1,000. But that's – until they get somebody else there, I think that's what you get every year out of Jags. You're not going to have a 1,000-yard receiver in Jacksonville until they either draft someone high or they trade for someone established that's good. That's what I just see it at the moment. Yeah. And I think, well, it spoke that how much they like uh, uh, ETN, how much they wanted that player. Apparently, if you could believe the reports, I believe they wanted Tony, right, or something. I mean, what the hell are we doing? Um, but this is an offense that no one really knows what to expect. And well, there's a thousand yard guy. There you go. There you go. ETN. On the ground in the air. There's a thousand yards. <laughs> La- last question here, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, this was from at Toronto FF8. Uh, this is a dynasty related question. So, Memphis, I'm going to kick it to you right, right here. Um, he said, is Brandon Ayuk overvalued in Dynasty due, due to uh, short-term volume concerns? ADP right now is wide receiver 19, uh, or do you think he's appropriately uh, valued based off that rookie production? So um, what do you think about Brandon Ayuk? Last I looked, he was going like around a 20 in a Dynasty. I like Brandon Ayuk, but I think if he is in fact going as like the wide receiver 20, and we've never seen this offense complete with Debo, Ayuk, and Kittle all together. You're kind of buying, I mean, a lot of his work last year came with, I want to think it was C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo yeah. was hurt. I mean, what, what does this offense look like with Jimmy G on a whole season? So based on his current value, it's just a skosh too high for me. I like Brandon Ayuk. I know there's a world where he could be a mega stud. But I also know that De- Debo Samuel is still a damn good football player. And I still know that George Kittle's the best receiving option on that team. So if you tell me that week one's a Debo week and week two's an Ayuk week, I think it's going to be very um, zigzaggy up and down um, throughout the season. So Noah, his ADP, he's a little costly for me. I would rather invest in Debo. I think I'll get the same sporadic production at like wide receiver 38, I think. So for me, I like the talent in both guys. It's just... His cost is a little bit, uh, a little out of line for me. Anybody else uh, got any feelings on Ayuk's dynasty value? I think what yeah. Memphis, I'm sorry, G. I was gonna say what Memphis said was right on as far as uh, the sporadic production you're gonna get from Debo and Ayuk. You're never gonna know what game it's gonna be, but I think at the end of the season, their stats are gonna be a lot closer. Uh, than their ADP might reflect right now for redraft and for dynasty. I think Ayuk's a big shiny new name. We all still have visions of him hurtling that guy in week whatever of of last season. Uh, But Debo, dude, he he is a stud. I think a lot of people are going to be sleeping on him this year. G, you want to bring us home? No, I'm not a fan of Ayuk in redraft or dynasty, to be honest. Show me – a fantasy asset outside of uh, Kittle once maybe that at San Francisco since Shanahan's been there, that's been like, oh my god, how how good was that to have him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like no I, one scores touch. What's the most touchdowns anybody scored with Shanahan? Yeah, like five, 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 something like it's it's just definitely crazy. I, so I think you have, like- to give, you have to give me you know seventeen hundred yards if you only score five touchdowns. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at a wide receiver. 
And, and by percentage, they're not a high volume passing offense. Nice. They've they've rushed the ball. I, we did this on a the NFC West preview a couple weeks ago. The Niners average something like twenty seven rushes a game. It's four hundred and thirty eight average rushes a season. That I mean, that's how they and the defense should be much better, right? They get Nick Bosa back. They just you know locked up Fred Warner. I know they lost Robert Sala the DC, but this is a team who just wants to. You know, get up on you. They want to pound the ball. They drafted Trey Sermon. They still have Mostert. Uh, they brought in stately Wayne Gallman. I mean, there'll be a, a, a lot of running the ball, and I just don't know what the volume in this offense looks like or what the distribution looks like. Yeah, I, I agree. I think you guys nailed it. I think wide receiver 19 is the peak. You're paying a premium, I think, for him at that price. And uh, he's on the ball. I mean, Trey Lance, they hope. I mean <laughs> – they certainly hope. They certainly yeah. hope. Yes. yes. Well, if you're on IUK, you better hope it's Nick Mullen. <laughs> He's in Philly, so that was going to be a problem, I think. <laughs> oh, I can't wait until the Eagles. I can't wait until the Eagles bench Jalen Hurts to see what they have in Nick Mullen oh, and watch God. the Twitter world burn. Uh, did you know that he played football where Brett Favre played football once? Uh, Jesus. Yeah, we got to get out of here. All right. This was fun. Memphis, Tyler, Jake, G. Appreciate all you gentlemen. Everybody on the YouTube uh, that that uh, po- posted some questions that came to hang out with us, we uh, really do appreciate the support. You guys checking out the show. We're going to be back here throughout the next uh, few weeks as well, throughout August with these Q&A shows on Wednesday. So be sure to tune back in or hit us up on Twitter with any questions to get them onto the show. But we love the live comments. It uh, gives us no time to prep, and that's when you get the best stuff, I think. so. Um, but uh, Jake and I are going to be back next week with a wide receiver preview, 32 in 32. We're going to be coming at you rapid fire, and we got just tons of great content on the Warzone Network. So stay subscribed, stay tuned in on YouTube, and we'll catch you guys later on in the week. We'll see you. Bye, Nathan.